Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show on a Friday. Hopefully you're enjoying your day. And then the next question becomes, after talking about Joe Barry, who's going to be the next? Um, does it become Jim Leonard, somebody else? I, I don't know. I don't know. Here's the, here's the other question. And this, this is, and I was thinking of this. I saw a couple of people writing about Jim Leonard over on the live stream during the break. There has not been one defensive coordinator that the Green Bay Packers have had that have, that has not been criticized. I mean, people hated Dom Capers, Mike Pettin. I mean, you go through the list of defensive coordinators they've had. Joe Barry, obviously. They've had quite a few defensive coordinators. Nobody's liked any of them. None of them. So, if I'm Jim Leonard, and this is the state that I live in, I work in, I love, I'm, I'm from. Do I want to take over that job to just be hated by everybody in the state almost instantaneously? Because you'll give them a little bit of leeway. But for the most part, the minute they give up a drive that you don't agree with, you don't see aggressiveness, you don't see a blitz, you don't see anything, you're going to go crazy. If I'm Jim Leonard, I, yes, I, if I'm Jim Leonard, I want the job in this state. I want the job for the Green Bay Packers. I want the job. I don't have to leave, you know. So just about everybody that's uh, – now, Pac Ben, you're right. Fritz Shermer, you know, going back to the, the days that Fritz Shermer was here, you're going back to the 90s. Yeah, no, okay. That's even before I was here. That was going way back. So you're talking more than 25 years. You're talking almost 30 years ago. Right? So 30 years, in 30 years' time, there's probably been one defensive coordinator that people liked. Think about that. Otherwise, it's just been one after the other after the other that people just could not stand. If I am Jim Leonard, do I want to do, do that? I think yes. If I get offered the job, yes. First of all, you're a defensive coordinator in the National Football League. Secondly, you're doing it for the team that you love. Thirdly, it's here in your state. You know, you don't have to move your family. You don't, you know, you're still getting paid quite a bit of money, you know, the whole thing. But even Ray Rhodes, Ray Rhodes was okay as a defensive coordinator, but they ran him out of town as a head coach. You know, and even Ron Wolf said, look, I, I misjudged for what he was. But... Do you want that job? I would. I'd do it. Get your feet wet in the NFL? Hell yeah. You bet. In a heartbeat. Do you think we've been un unfairly critical of defensive coordinators? Right. That's the thing is most of them, when we got frustrated with them, weren't good at their job. Like Dom Capers well, at the end was no longer good. Mike Pett and Joe Barry, they haven't been good. I think – it. Um, Dom Capers knew his stuff. Dom Capers, it, the, the funny thing was, is you started to see change. And look, you're only as good as the people that you got. And I really believe that. Um, sometimes schematically, I, I get it. You know, it's you don't agree with it. But when Dom Capers got Charles Woodson to buy in, then he was good. But it, it was funny because... It was the defense was successful because of guys like Charles Woodson and, you know, B.J. Raji up front and, you know, Nick Collins was on his way to a Hall of Fame career. You had tremendous players. 
and it was great. But it wasn't until Green on the sideline, the assistant, told Clay Matthews, go get the ball if they won a championship, and Green gets all the credit, not Dom Capers. You know what I mean? So it, it's, a, it's a thankless job. It really is because you're the, you're the side of the ball that gives up points. You're going to give up points almost every game, almost every game. You're the side of the ball that's always going to give up points. And every time you do, people are going to hate you. You're going to be hated more often than you're going to be loved. And you can go an entire game and play great football like we've seen this year, hold your opponent under 20 points to 17 points and still lose, and you're a bum. You know? Ed Donatel, thank you. Another one. Ran out of town. Yep. Ed Donatel was another one. Ed Donatel so, also said all these guys stunk. <laughs> like, yeah. They, they, weren't the, they were run out of town with good reason, though, right? It's, yeah. It's not yep. like Packers fans are nuts and we just want to kill and, every defensive coordinator and, who plays here. And and Ryan's right. Ed Donatel was aggressive when he was in Denver. He was the guy that everybody wanted because he plays an ex- aggressive, blitz-oriented style of, of, of defense. You know? So I, I I don't know a defensive coordinator that is heralded continuously. Spagnolo right now down in Kansas City is not doing enough to support the offense when we all know the offense is struggling. That's been the conversation. But nobody's going to criticize Patrick Mahomes. They're all going to criticize everybody around him and the defense for not doing their part. So I don't know any defensive coordinator that is, you know, thought of to where, like, they are – the end-all, be-all to whatever the answers are. But I'll say this. the You know, sometimes you look at a team and you go, you're only as good as the talent you have to work with and putting the right guys in the right place. But I think when it comes to being a defensive coordinator, more so specifically, it is the ability to teach. It is the ability to teach guys where to be, right place, right time. That was it. And Charles Woodson had his own style of what he wanted to play. And it wasn't until Dom Capers said, here's what I do. Here's way I, the way I think. Buy into it. Just do it. And if you're not successful and we're not successful, we can, go, we can go do it a different way. And Charles Woodson became a believer. I'll never forget that conversation. He became a believer. So sometimes it's the ability to teach, and other times it's the ability of guys on that team to teach. Nick Collins, Tremont Williams, Sam Shields, they all gave credit to Charles Woodson because Charles Woodson had this innate ability to study, but to, but the way he helped, helped them study to break down film made it like from it looked like hieroglyphics at first to where all of a sudden they went, oh, okay, I get it now. Some guys do have that ability. Charles Woodson had that ability. I think Charles would make a great secondary coach myself, maybe a great defensive coordinator, but and that's not that's not what he wants to do. But I thought he had a great ability to teach when he was inside that locker room. And sometimes that's that may be the direction you need to go. You may need to go find yourself a veteran or two that can help guys study. More so, usually you're successful if you've got a good pass rush and, and a couple of guys in the back end that are really good. And linebacker play can be okay, but if you got a guy that can get a quarterback off of his mark and then you've got a secondary – that can hang rather than for four seconds, but for at least three, three and a half, you're going to have success. You'll have success. So that, and uh, we're talking about the expectations of the Green Bay Packers, where you're at right now. Uh, This is from Steve. Steve uh, says, uh, hey, Bill, 
Uh, great program today, making me think a lot about Joe Barry. I can't stand him, and I don't want him back. But I don't know necessarily who is going to be the next coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. Is there somebody out there that you would suggest? Uh, also, drove past your house yesterday, and you had a Bud Light sign on the outside next to your re- <laughs> Oh, Steve uh, lives down the street from you. Okay. Uh, you, you know what? The, the, did you see the Bud Light sign hanging on the front of the house? Yeah, I was going to say, I hope you know Steve or he lives nearby and he just Yeah, wasn't, yeah, he you know. does. He, he lives down the road <laughs> from me. No, so um, Jeff, Jeff Stoley from Stoley's Hog Alley, um, he, he knows Kristen drinks Bud Light, and she always has. And Bud Light's been a longtime sponsor of this program. And he had a motorcycle Bud Light sign that hang its, hung at Stoley's Hog Alley for a long time. And then after the renovation, uh, he got a new one, so he took that one down. And I don't – he I think he said – I don't know if he nailed it to my house or there was an existing nail there, but he came and plugged it in and plugged it in up against the wreath on the front of my house. And, you know, quite honestly, I saw it. I laughed. I mean, everybody during the party was cracking up because of suddenly there's a Bud Light neon sign hanging on the front of my house. I mean, like outside, lighting up the whole out front, you know, the whole outside the front of the house. And he nailed it to the house. And um, – but I, I just forgot about it. And then I traveled. I was like, ah, to hell with it. I'll get it when I get home. And then I traveled. So it was hanging on my house from when I was in Viroqua. So it was there Sunday. It was there Monday, Monday night, because I didn't leave the house Monday. Tuesday when I left, it was there because I just didn't have the gumption. I wasn't feeling good, so to take it down. <clears throat> I didn't get back until late midnight on Wednesday. And then yesterday, I finally, after I went to dinner, I came back home and I finally took it down when I took the garbage out last night. So <laughs> I, I did. I took it down. But thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, it wasn't a decoration. It wasn't like Santa's going to come riding in, have a couple of blood lights on a motorcycle. It was uh, one of our, one of our friends from the Christmas party <laughs> nailed it to the front of my house, which was pretty funny. And then he plugged it in to where my wreath plugs in on the front of the house, so it lit up. It was it actually was kind of cool the way he hung it because it looked like he was right. The motorcycle was riding into my wreath, but so yes, um, no. Is go back to your question. Um, I don't know what coordinator, uh, what what the coordinator is going to look like uh, as far as the job goes. Um, you could obviously take somebody off of the Steve Spagnolo staff as a defensive coordinator. Uh, you can elevate a secondary coach or a linebacker coach uh, because obviously that philosophy has worked. Um, there, yeah, God, you know. It's so easy when you go, you look at the better defenses and you say, okay, I'm going to go there and get these guys, you know, to come in and bring that philosophy and we're going to have the same results. But if, say, you go to San Francisco and you take an assistant and make him the defensive coordinator, you don't have a Nick Bosa. You got to remember that. You're not going to get the same results. You don't have that guy on the outside. You know, you don't have lockdown corners. You don't have big-time blow-it-up linebackers. You know, Al Harris, same thing. You know, you've got um, you, you've got uh, um, Al Harris, who is doing a tremendous job with the secondary. I'm sure Al Harris would love to come back to Green Bay as a defensive coordinator. Does he have the chops to do it? And does he have the, the, uh, the overall ability to do it? You know, I would not be adverse to any of the assistants that are out there because I would just say, okay, what, first of all, what do you want? Do you want a 4-3 or a 3-4 as your base? What have you drafted for? What talent do you have? And then go find a guy that you believe is going to fit that talent and a guy that's going to come in with the same type of aggressive mentality, but more so than anything, an ability to teach once they get here. 
That's what I would say. Well, that's how I think the Packers need to go about finding, if they end up moving off of Joe Barry. You need to find a guy that you believe in. Can you teach? Can you motivate? Can you get guys fired up? Can you change the culture? And do you have a, a good idea of what your scheme is going to be? I, I don't think you right. can go to the Niners and say, I really like the defense they run, so I'm going to... Well, but they have their own players and they have their own culture. You need to start something new in Green Bay. You need a defensive coordinator that you believe can build something, right? So I wouldn't even worry about 3-4 four, or 4-3. Four, we'll make it work. Let's get the right guy, the guy that we believe in. It's not like Joe Barry was Mr. Inspirational. You know, find someone that right. you can believe you can build something in Green Bay. Right. Yeah, and I don't, you know, some people say, well, you got to go out and find a former player. I, I don't think you have to have a former player. I think you have to have a guy that knows how to teach. That, that is able to motivate and knows how to teach. Now, if it's a former player, that's great. I, and, but it doesn't have to be the qualification. If you know defense, you know defense. I don't care. Um, but you got to find somebody that has the ability to teach. Did you hear yeah. what they said about Al Harris uh, last Sunday during the broadcast? It was the, the CBS bar, or the Sunday night broadcast. And they talked about how Al Harris doesn't teach any um, – he doesn't teach any scheme. He doesn't teach any technique. He teaches his guys how to read the wide receiver. That's yes. his thing. I think that's so interesting. I didn't. I didn't yep. know that you could teach defensive backs like that. Yep. Um, that that's exact. That's what Charles Woodson would teach the guys in that in that room. He wasn't teaching them scheme. He was teaching them how to read wide receivers and routes and route trees. It wasn't about the scheme. It was about when you have a guy that you're going to defend. This is how you do it. Because he was so prolific at picking picking quarterbacks off. He had good hands. He could have been a receiver. But he had good hands, and he had the ability to read the eyes of both the guy that he was defending and the quarterback and figure it out. And that, that there's just an innate ability for that. So, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, there was a lot of praise for Al Harris and what they've done in that secondary. Um, and when it comes to the secondary, a lot of times, if it's a zone, that's one thing. You know, that's, that's a scheme. That's a scheme-oriented, scheme-based. You have to understand what your zone, what your position is. But what Al Harris is doing is teaching guys how to read the receiver, how to read the man downfield. And, yeah, it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the zone. But if your guy's going to go inside and you see another guy coming, then you have to understand which guy you're going to take in the zone. Are you handing this guy off or are you staying with him? Does it become kind of a – uh, you know, a single high where you got a, a zone, but you're going to have to get the man on the outside versus the man on the inside that you hand off to a linebacker, you hand off to a safety. I mean, there, there's an art to that. And Al Harris was good at it. He really was. He was really good at it. Uh, let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more to get to. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. 
Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella, no. Pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 12-31-2023. Hey, if you've got uh, anything that uh, revolves around the holidays, stop in the Big Board Barbecue in La Crosse, out in West Salem. You can get yourself a gift card. Get yourself a little extra cash on that gift card. But in addition to that, you get a great meal. Or maybe you want to do something good for the people around you, like your staff. They cater as well. Lunches, dinners, catering. Give them a shout. Family-owned. Family-owned has been a long time. But uh, go to BigBoarBBQ.com. That's BigBoarBBQ.com. That's in West Salem. Big Boar Barbecue. I love that place. Love that place. The mac and cheese and the coleslaw are awesome. I mean, the food itself is good. But the mac and cheese and the coleslaw, really, really good. The pulled pork, the ribs, I can go on and on. I can talk highly about just about everything they have, I think I've had. And the sauces are magnificent. And I still have some, as a matter of fact. Every time I go to La Crosse, I always pick up a, a jar or two on the way out of town. But uh, Big Boar Barbecue right there in West Salem. Go to BigBoarBBQ.com. You'll see what I'm saying. Uh, they're, again, family-owned, have been for a long time. Three brothers got the place now. They took it over. They love that place. And uh, like lunches, dinners, catering, you know, have it brought in or maybe pick it up, take it home, take it home for a Christmas meal. There you go. Christmas Day, instead of cooking and making all the crazy stuff, pick that stuff up. Order it the day ahead of time. Take it home, put it in the freezer. You're good to go. That's BigBoarBBQ.com. Big Boar Barbecue in West Salem. Good, good stuff. Did you ever eat there by any, by any chance? Oh, yeah. I, uh, Did you? Yeah. I loved, weirdly, one of my favorite parts about living in lacrosse and i love lacrosse but i also really love west salem i love Viroqua. like i love some of the towns that are just kind of orbiting around lacrosse west salem right. is obviously one of those yep I, I love that place every time i go in i always make a stop there so big board barbecue good place uh 877-867-1670 if you want to find us please feel free uh also coming up bottom of the hour got some buyers sell uh and then if you missed it uh, in the first hour of the program, and some of you just aren't on the network at that period of time. Maybe you missed it, but uh, Greg Allman uh, with Fox Sports covers the uh, the A or the uh, NFC South. He joined us, so you're going to hear that conversation as well. Because in the first hour, some people don't get the program, so we're going to play that back for you, so you get a chance to take a listen to that. So that's going to be coming up. Uh, also, uh, BJ says, uh, "Hey, Bill, I think any defensive coordinator is going to be better than Joe Barry at this point. Uh, we just need somebody who can know who can know how to dial up a blitz." and also be a little bit more aggressive. It's not that I hate Joe Barry. It's just that I just don't like the schemes at certain times, which is what every general or what every defensive coordinator gets criticized for. It's a certain scheme at a certain time when it doesn't work, and it's always the woulda, coulda, shoulda, and that's what I said. It's, uh, you know, offensive coordinators don't take nearly as much criticism because usually you'll score points. Now, if you are, say, Bill Belichick, and you've you treat the offensive coordinator position as if it's just I can put a guy there and we're okay because I'm the mastermind. Yeah, you're going to get criticized, but most offensive coordinators don't. 
Matt Canada did in Pittsburgh after some years, but not as heavily as, say, defensive coordinators. Because anytime you give up points, you suck. That's just the way fans look at it. You know, there's and there's things that go into it. There is assignments, missed tackles, bad reads, whatever. I mean, you can go through that whole list, but that's what happens, you know. Offensive coordinators don't take nearly the heat that defensive coordinators do. Uh, a lot of times it's more the the quarterback that takes the heat than it is the offensive coordinator that takes the heat. I think that that's probably the easiest way to put it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, this one's from Mark who says, Hey, Unit, have you heard who is and is not practicing today? I have not. Uh, I have not taken a look at that yet, to be perfectly honest with you. Watson and uh, Savage are out. Everyone else is practicing, including A.J. Dillon with the broken thumb. Okay. Watson, Darnell Savage, out. Um, A.J. Dillon, he did not practice yesterday, but is practicing today. Elton Jenkins is back with the shoulder. Uh, But I don't expect uh, either Christian Watson or Darnell Savage to play in this contest. Uh, But everybody else, even Dontavian Wicks with the ankle, he's back. And they had called that at the beginning a high ankle sprain, which – I, I, when they said he was back, I was like, wow. Was it not amazing that Trevor Lawrence played last weekend? Speaking of that. Yeah, I guess not all ankles are made equal. Cause I thought Wicks would be out for a month and I thought Lawrence would, well, I, I, I don't know, but I certainly didn't think he'd play the next week. Right. I never, not the way he went up that tunnel, never thought that we would see Trevor Lawrence. I thought a month and to see him back the next week. Wow. They must have shot him up and done whatever it is they're doing to the ankles and such. I don't know, but holy mackerel. Then again, Aaron Rodgers is back on the practice field, so who knows? You know? Who knows? Um, but, it, no, it's good to get everybody back. I mean, obviously, Jonathan Owens has been battling a knee issue, and Angabari has been battling the toe issue, and Jair with the shoulder, and you're hoping that maybe, maybe this is the week that Jair's back. It certainly sounds like he's really close. It sounded last week like he was close, though. But between Aaron Jones and uh, Jair, I kind now Jair's a little bit different animal, but I think with Aaron Jones, I think they just didn't want him playing on that turf at MetLife. I think he'll be back this week. So, knock on wood. Hopefully that happens. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. Come back. we got buy or sell. Then after that, we'll, uh, we'll break a little early so we can get uh, the full – Greg Allman and uh, Greg Allman from the uh, from the Fox uh, affiliates down uh, covering the NFC South. We'll hear from him as well in case you missed that a little bit earlier today. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs> Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show, we continue on. This portion of the program. 
Brought to you by our good friend Gino and the gang down at Calderon Club, San Giorgio, both places, 838 Old World, 3rd Street. Great Italian food if you're out and about. Do a little shopping over the weekend. Take some time for yourself or maybe a gift card for the uh, favorite Italian lover in your family. Re- either way, you can't go wrong. But to take some time, enjoy yourself, get a good meal, enjoy a night, just relax during the hustle bustle of the holidays. And maybe if you're downtown, check out some of the lights as well, right across the street of Pier Marquette. You can check those out. But great Italian food, both places, 838 Old World, 3rd Street, right across from the Hyatt, downtown Milwaukee, whether it's before or after a play, Bucks game, Marquette game, Admirals game, whatever it may be, Calderon Club and San Giorgio, both great places right downtown Milwaukee. All right, let's do this. What do we got in some buy or sell? Let's go. I got a couple football ones, and just for fun, because it's hot stove season, I got a baseball right? one that we can uh, okay. wrap up with. But let's start with the news of the day. The Chargers gave up 63 points last night, and today they fired their head coach. They fired their GM, Telesco and Brandon Staley. They went all in on this year, kind of, and they're in a bit of a tough spot financially, but they still have Justin Herbert. So, Bill, this might be a tough situation for you, but I want you to try your best, okay? Buy or sell, if you were Jim Harbaugh and you won a national championship here in a few weeks, you'd leave Michigan to go coach again in the NFL, and you would want to go coach the Chargers. Uh, first of all, he likes Herbert. Um, and you're right when it comes to salary issues because they are behind the eight ball going into next season, no doubt. I saw a number today that said I think they're like already if you look at next season they're like 40 million over that's even the projected salary cap so they're they're going to be hurting it's not like it's going to get better real fast but if I'm Jim Harbaugh because Michigan can pay him a lot of money Mm -hmm. I don't know um I, I, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd go back, you know, live on the West Coast, the same place that you were familiar with. You know, you had Stanford out in that direction when you were there. Go back to the West Coast, go enjoy it, although God knows California sucks right now. But go to the West Coast, go work with Justin Herbert, because you could resurrect that that team and look be looked at like a god. I mean, you be your home field is SoFi Stadium. You can't argue with one of the best places to play in all of football. They're going to pay you a god amount of money. And for all intents and purposes, you have a relatively tough division, but it's not a division that you can't overcome. The, the, the Raiders are not going to be good anytime soon. You don't know really what you're going to be up against in Denver, and you know that Patrick Mahomes is sucking up all the money in Kansas City, so you have a chance to ascend. So, yeah, I, I I would probably go. However, if he wins a national title, they're going to pay him anyway, whatever that contract extension they wanted to give him was. And right now you are king of the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. You're beating Ohio State continuously. The only problem you have is the NCAA is climbing up your sphincter with a microscope because of all the crap that's gone on. And it, it the, the appearance is, is you run a dirty program. So, if Jim Harbaugh leaves, it's because he knows something's coming down the pike. So, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say Jim Harbaugh. If that's the position that he wants to go, yeah, I could say. I Here's the other question. Which one would you offer the job to, Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh? Oh, Harbaugh. Harbaugh. 
See, I would too. But most people seem to think that that's going to be Belichick's job. That Harbaugh, if Eberflus is gone, Harbaugh is going to come in and take over Chicago. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he'd go back to take over Justin Herbert and company with the Chargers or he'd stay in Michigan. I'd be somewhat surprised if he left to take over the train wreck and the meddling that goes on in Chicago. I, I, that's just me. But, yeah, I would probably go Harbaugh as well, as much as it pains me to say that. He doesn't really have a bad choice, in my opinion, other than the Bears. You know what I mean? Like, you can stay right. and get paid at Michigan. You can win all of the big games. You can have all the successes. And you could go do those things, I think, in, in Los Angeles, too. I love the idea. You mentioned the, the division, Bill. I love the idea of Jim Harbaugh versus Andy Reid twice a year. Right. That'd be a lot of yeah. fun. I hadn't yep. even considered that. But I, I don't think either option's bad for him. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Buy or sell. You talked earlier on in the show. Let's talk Packers. You mentioned the offseason. Uh, an hour or so ago with a caller and what the Packers need to do in the draft and in free agency, what positions they need to address. And you mentioned tackle. Now, we don't know yet where the Packers are going to pick in this draft or who will be available, right, how the picks are going to go in front of them. So we don't know. But I want to ask you, buy or sell, if the Packers have opportunities to add really good players at other positions, you would be okay with Zach Tom and Rasheed Walker being the starting tackles week one next season. Yeah, I'd be okay because pass blocking wise, they haven't been bad. It hasn't been terrible. I, I, it's not like you're putting your quarterback in imminent danger because he's played with them all season long. I, to me, I would try to upgrade that position or add depth at that position. But no, I, it's it's not, it's not an imminently dangerous position be, or for the quarterback because that position is not occupied. So I'm good with that. I want to see them take best available. I don't care if they take five tight ends. I don't care. <laughs> I just want to see them take the best available player. I want to see them get better in so many different ways. And right now, you can pretty much throw a dart at a dartboard and find a space that they're going to – they could use an upgrade. Yeah. I don't think there's any position on this team that's safe right now that if they found somebody that's better, they wouldn't take it. I'd do it in a heartbeat. If one of the best left tackles falls to you, take them. But if you have a chance to yep. get a star wide receiver that you didn't expect or a star corner, I, I think the Packers are in well, a good spot going into this draft. I think you're in a really good spot. But I I, I think if it came down to, say, the, the, the absolute top left tackle in all of football or Marvin Harrison Jr., I'd probably go Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Because the weaponry will help you, you know. But if it's a running back or a left tackle, if it's a linebacker or a left tackle, I mean – you know, left tackle is a very tough position to play. The problem is with tackles in football today, they they don't necessarily put their finger in the ground the whole time, and they're not great run blockers. They're just, like, push you up the field. So that's the reason I would probably go specialty position like a Marvin Harrison Jr. over a tackle. But otherwise, I'm going tackle if I if the best tackle would fall to me. That's only if the best tackle falls to me. Yeah, and I think the point is if, if they're in a real tough spot and they can't get a great tackle, they're okay going into next year. Right. Now, Zach Tom, I think we all really like. Rasheed Walker is probably more of the question mark. But like you said, I, I think they're fine with him. Last one, let's do a baseball one really Buy quick. Or sell. The Kansas City Royals of all teams are spending a lot of money. This offseason, they've guaranteed just over $100 million guaranteed to Michael Waka, Seth Lugo, Hunter Renfro, Will Smith, among others. Not really sure what kind of results they're going to get from those players. So buy or sell. You'd like the Brewers to spend more, sure. But you prefer the Brewers model 
to trying to contend in a small market than just spending money to spend money. Because to me, that's what Correct. it seems like the Royals are doing. Correct. Okay. Absolutely. Correct. I, I, I would buy that wholeheartedly. I mean, look, the, you, you know as a Brewers fan, you have to be able to have four, five, six controllable contracts for decent players on your team. And that, the way they're going to do it is try to find lightning in a bottle. I just once, just once, want to see them go after the guy, a guy that's going to be a difference maker. You know, they did it for Christian Yelich, and I completely appreciate that. But he was in your own stable. What I would want to see is a first baseman, a third baseman, a guy that's got pop, a guy that's proven, a guy that's coming up on that first big contract maybe where you can jump into the fray and say, look, this guy's going to be around for the next eight to ten years. Let's grab this guy. I, that's what I want to see. Or that veteran that is, say, 32, that you know has three or four good years left in him to get that guy. You know, that type of thing. But they, it's always going to be a franchise that's going to try to get young, controllable players, which is the way everybody wants to do it. But they're always going to try to find that guy that's probably got a year left in him, and you're trying to grab the lightning in a bottle. And so that's why that's that, that's the reason we wake up every year and we go, oh, okay, I hope this guy has something left because that's the way they do it. I think I agree. That's buy or sell. That's it. Yeah. There you go. Let's do this. Greg Allman uh, of Fox Sports. He covers the NFC North. Uh, you're going to hear that conversation with him from a little bit earlier today when we come back. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, ho, ho. I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. <laughs> Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 1231-2023. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show continues on from the NFC North for Fox Sports. Greg Allman. He joined us uh, a little bit earlier today. Greg, how you doing, man? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me on. No, thanks for joining us. So these two teams pretty evenly matched. I mean, where does where does Tampa Bay have the edge in this contest, do you think? Uh, you know, I don't know. There's one area in particular. Uh, they're both, you know, really kind of same spot fighting for, I mean, Bucks probably a little closer to a division title compared to a wild card. But, uh, no, about the same. I mean, I'll, I'll be intrigued to see uh, how well – they're able to run the ball here in Tampa, how well Tampa can run the ball against Packers. Obviously, teams have had a lot of success running the ball. Uh, Bucks have gotten a lot better at doing that here in the last month, but it really hasn't been a strength of them in general this season. When the, when the, they started off the season with so much promise, I mean, like on fire, and then things kind of cooled for them. What happened? Yeah, I mean, they started 3-1, and one, uh, had a nice win against the Vikings early on. Uh, they've certainly dealt with some injuries, but went from whatever, 3-1 and one to 
four and seven, um, and have won the last two to kind of get back in, uh, you know, at least competing for the postseason. Yeah, it's one of those where, I mean, they obviously most of the losses they have were to better teams. I mean, they've lost to the Eagles, Bills, the Niners. Um, I'm missing one other one that they lost to. But, no, I think, you know, they've been in uh, games like this. They've generally been in. They hadn't intentionally won. I mean, they lost to the Texans. They've lost to the Falcons. So, um I don't know that they need to win out to make the postseason, but this is a big win for them if they can get it. Um, you know, if they if they get three of the last four, that probably puts them in the postseason. Talk about Baker Mayfield, and he kind of he's kind of found a home, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, it, it came in kind of in a tough spot. Fourth team in eleven months. You know, kind of didn't work out in Carolina. Had a little time with the Rams last year. And he settled in as one of the better kind of bargain signings in the NFL to have 20 touchdowns and be playing for $4 million. Uh, that, that's good by today's quarterback paycheck standards. Um, so right now I still don't know if he's done enough to, to merit him being the guy here. Uh, if he is, it'll cost a lot more than $4 million a year. Uh, but they've really rallied around him. I mean, this is something where, you know, it's tough to come in and take over a team from Tom Brady. Um, but Baker's never, you know, lacked for confidence that way. Yeah, 20 touchdowns. I think it's only eight picks on the season. What has made him so good? Right. I mean, has it just been the fact that he's got guys to throw to, or has it been a concentration where they worked with him a little bit on just, you know, kind of better better judgment? Or what has it been? Yeah, I mean, he's got a, a new offensive coordinator, first-time play caller here, Dave Canales. So um, they've kind of learned each other's strengths and tried to play to that. Obviously, he's had a good connection with Mike Evans. Mike has 10 of those 20 touchdowns himself. Uh, but it's kind of passed it around. I mean, if you look back at Sunday, I mean, Sunday's a game where they gave up a touchdown with, I don't know, three minutes to play. And, you know, Mayfield took him down the field, hit Chris Godwin for a 32-yard gain, and then 30 seconds left, hit their tight end, Kate Otten, for, for the go-ahead score. And that, that's a big win for them. If Atlanta wins that game, that they're pretty much in line for the rest of the season to be the, the team to beat the NFC South. And now it's a three-way tie. Um you know, kind of wide open compared to what it would have been if he doesn't make that pass and, and close out that win. Uh, the NFC South in general, what has made Carolina just, I, I thought what they did by putting decent talent or at least what seemingly was decent talent around Bryce Young, I thought, you know, at least he's got a supporting cast. It's been a train wreck. What what has made that so bad? Yeah, it really has been. Um, I had thought they'd be much better. Uh, obviously, the coaching didn't take. Uh, it seemed like Frank Reich is a guy that's that done this before would be, you know, something that could help Bryce Young. Uh, supporting cast definitely hasn't been what they wanted. If you think about the, the signings they've made, Miles Sanders is like a 1,200-yard rusher or a pro bowler last year. He's getting like 3-5 a carry as a backup now. Um, they've taken some injuries, especially on defense, that got hit at guard. And, I mean, I think their run game was a big part of their identity last year, and they really haven't had that. So that puts more on Bryce Young. Um, and as you said, not a lot to throw to, not a lot of downfield threat. So Bryce Young's yards per attempt is, is about as low as an NFL quarterback has right now. Um, this past week, it was less than four yards in attempt, I think. Um, so tough start for Bryce, and, and you don't want to see an NFL career, a number one pick, you know, start with such a struggle. Uh, but he'll have a new coach, he'll have a new system, and then probably a decent amount of new teammates this time next year. Uh, getting back to uh, Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa Bay coming into this, they're a little bit banged up. I know Vita Vey was a little bit banged up. He's such a force in the middle. Defensively speaking, the Packers don't have a lot when it comes to the run game. They've got a banged up Aaron Jones. They've got a broken thumb on A.J. Dillon. They don't have a lot. Is the concentration just to be able to keep uh, Jordan Love in the pocket, you would assume, because he also has some guys that are ailing when it comes to weaponry? Yeah, I would think so. This is a team that, that has let 
opposing quarterbacks pass on him pretty well. Uh, Desmond Ritter threw for whatever, 352, I think, last week. Drake London went for 172 on him. Um, they, they'll get one corner back, but they lose the other. So Jamel Dean will be back for the first time in three weeks, but Carlton Davis didn't practice again today. I'm thinking he'll be out. Uh, like you said, not having Vita Vea definitely hurts against the run. They should have Devin White back, which helps a little bit in terms of the, a little bit of everything. They kind of had a, a first-time starter out there the last two weeks, uh, but they're banged up. I and mean, that's definitely that's, that's three or four defensive starters they'll be playing without on Sunday. This, uh, this game coming in because the Packers need this one. Uh, obviously, Tampa Bay needs this one. If you're going to say there's one or two things that are going to be the determining factor in this game, what would they be? You know, I think Jordan Love is a big X factor here. You know, I think if, if he can play a, a game with one turnover or no turnovers and make plays, that'll go a long way. I mean, Bucks, I think, are plus six in turnover margin. That's been a big part of why they've played well. Uh, Baker Mayfield's been a much better quarterback on the road. It seems odd, but I think he has 13 touchdowns against uh, four interceptions on the road. He's been much better away from home. So uh, it, it seems trite, but I really think if there's one team that can get about plus two in the turnover margin, that'll go a long way to winning. Yeah, they get after the quarterback, too. They got, what, uh, close to 40 sacks in the season, right? Yeah, Bucks have done well with that, and it kind of comes from all over. I think they have eight guys with three or more sacks. Uh, I don't think anybody has more than six or six and a half, so it's not like you just got to focus on taking one guy away. They'll blitz linebackers. Antoine Winfield is having a, a Pro Bowl season. I think he's got four sacks in addition to, like, three, four fumbles, a couple picks. Uh, so they come at you different ways. It's one of those where, you know, sometimes that's worked well with young quarterbacks and other times it hasn't. C.J. Stroud had a huge day, had five touchdowns against his defense. So, uh, Get- no, I mean, what they can do to, to keep Jordan Love in check will go a long way to their, their chances of success here. Outside looking in, I know that, uh, you know, because here we pay so much attention to Jordan Love, obviously following up after two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Give me the outside perspective of Jordan Love. Oh, I've been uh, impressed so far. I mean, I think, you know, going into the year, he's got one start. You know, I mean, it, it's so hard to know who he'll be. Um, I don't think they've had the team success that, that they probably have wanted. But, I, no, I think he's answered whether he's the guy. You know, I think to see, obviously, things, you know, it's been a lost year for Aaron Rodgers. No, I've been impressed. Um, you know, I think so much of a quarterback's uh, outside perception is just can you lead your team to victory? So it, it's cruel, but, I mean, he's got a chance here to, to stick. And, you know, the NFC's bad enough where you could have an 8-9 and nine team make this postseason as a wild card. So I think it's definitely best you can do is, is, is set the bar high and, and be a playoff team in your first year as a starter, uh, even though there are a lot of other factors that, that decide whether you get to do that or not. Um, he has a chance to, to solidify himself, you know, in terms of his reputation nationally by, by leading them to a couple wins here to get in the postseason. Completely off topic, but I'm going to ask you about the NFL in general. When you look at the NFL as a whole, I mean, you've been covering it a long time. You and I have watched a lot of games. When you look at it as a whole and you see so many teams jumbled up for a wild card, which is great, but it's also because so many quarterbacks, so many high-profile quarterbacks have gone down this season. Is it a fun season or is it a disappointing season because we we haven't seen the best of the best go at it? Right. It's definitely a little bit chaotic, and especially in the AFC, honestly. I mean, there's probably six AFC quarterbacks that have been lost for the year. When you think about No Burrow, when you think about Rodgers as part of that group, uh, even Anthony Richardson as a young guy went down early. Uh, Deshaun Watson, it just seems like uh, – Every other week, you're seeing backup quarterbacks go head-to-head. So that, that definitely, um, I, that's going to happen year-to-year, but I think that kind of dilutes the product. It, I mean, in some cases, it, it makes a better story. I mean, you look at what Tommy DeVito has done and what 
Jake Browning has done and some of these backups that we probably didn't expect much from that are leading their team to victory, um, if anything, that can be a spark. That can be a cool storyline instead of it being the same 32 guys you expected to see. Um, it's just an unusual cluster of them. I mean, I think what it does is, I mean, there's whatever, 24 NFL teams out of 32 that are within a game of the playoffs with four weeks to play. So I think you have right. a ton of markets that, that still are invested in their season. And that's still the NFL. NFL loves parity, loves lots of teams knowing they're still alive. Um, you just want to have it with probably a little bit more star power leading the way. Right. No doubt about it. Greg, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I appreciate it, pal. We'll talk to you real soon. See you at Lambeau. All right. Thanks again. Happy holidays. There you go. Greg Allman of the uh, Fox covers the NFC North or the NFC South and uh, talking about the matchup this coming weekend. Obviously, talking about Carolina as well, who the Packers still have to face as the Packers face the NFC South this year. So good stuff to get him on. Coming up in the next hour, as we always do on a Friday, our guy Mike Clemens is going to take us the rest of the way. And we'll talk with Mike about a couple of things that are pending. One is obviously the injuries, and two, the importance of this game, the bounce back of this game, what we're expecting to see. Uh, it looks like the weather is going to be almost perfect at Lambeau Field. It's going to be like mid-40s and no rain. The rain will be gone. We're supposed to get a few showers in the area, I think, tomorrow, um, overnight tonight and into tomorrow. But it's supposed to subside by, I think, by like 2 a.m. on Sunday. So I don't think we're even going to have much in, in terms of precipitation. So we'll talk with Mike about the upcoming game this week. And more so about um, some of the things that we've discussed today. A lot of the scrutiny via the, the, the defense, but more so the injuries and the bounce back, the bounce back of this team coming out of that game from Monday night. Short turnaround, short week. Guys, you know, are nicked up. You got a lot of guys back on the practice field today, which is a good sign. But we'll talk with Mike about that when we come back. We got another hour yet to go. Another hour yet to go. Great stuff today. And then the, the, the stuff on the live stream has been really, really good. Thanks to everybody for participating. But we still got another one. Another hour right around the corner. Hey, if you are looking for a boat, accessories for that person that is on your list, and they are a boater, they love the lake life, man. There is no better place to go than Skipper Buds right now. Get a great deal, whether it's boats, new, used, or the accessories this time of year. You want to get a new set of skis, wakeboard, whatever it happens to be, they've got them. Put it under the tree. That's our friends at Skipper Buds. 262-544-1200. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.